Talk. Welcome to the Jesus Magnet Podcast. I'm your host, Joel, and today we're joined with Toby. How are you doing, Toby? Good, mate. Going well. Awesome. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. I'm excited to hear what God's done in your life. And um, we are, tell us where we are. Where are we, Toby, in New Zealand? Yeah, so we're in uh, Tauranga. <laughs> we're in Faith Bible College at the moment in their recording studio. Yeah, yeah. And are you a Taurangian? I am <laughs> not a Taurangian. I am a Wellingtonian, but more importantly, a Carpeted Coastian. Okay, yeah. okay, awesome. Because um, we, we spent heaps of time in Wellington. Great place. Uh, very windy. But, yes. um, I mean, if you're in a windy place, dries your clothes a lot faster outside. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. Very cool. Um, so, Toby, how old are you? Um, I am 20 years old. 20 years young. Young. Awesome. Truth. I love it. Um, and tell us, Toby, you're, I mean, none of us have always been a Christian, so haven't always been a Christian, but would you be able to tell us your journey that brought you to the Christian faith? I think that's really important for us to tackle, you know, because how do we get from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light? That's a very important journey to to navigate through and to understand and the reason for the hope that we have now. Why don't you take away with that? Cool. Uh, Yeah, so it's been a bit of a journey. Um, So I guess I... I start a couple of years back um, when I was in, I guess, the Kingdom of Darkness. Uh, we'll start from there, um, and then we'll transition, you know, into the Kingdom of Light, which we're now in. Praise the Lord! Um, so, I was, yeah, I was about kind of like sixteen-ish when I started, kind of like, oh, I was, I was brought up homeschooled, so I was brought up kind of. Um, oh, Laura was brought up homeschooled. Hey, awesome! Hey, yeah, she the turned out okay. <laughs> I think I turned out okay as well, but we'll let yeah. Um yeah, so I, I started off started off homeschooled, um, which was awesome. Um, built a lot of, you know, um awesome skills, you know, with communications and stuff like that and you know, social skills that didn't drop, you know, I probably have mm. you know, I have pretty decent social skills if I say so myself. Uh but but uh yeah, so I started off homeschooled and I was a little bit sheltered from the things of the world, which, you know, is this, is awesome, you know, my parents trying to protect me, which is, you know, absolutely all good. Um, but yeah, I, I started to get a little bit curious onto, you know, the things of the world. I seen, you know, friends kind of, you know, leave youth group and I'm like, oh, where have they gone? You know, they've gone to parties or they've gone, you know. So you always grew up in the Christian church? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you went to youth group, you did all the, yeah. I guess, standard, typical Christian yeah. household. Yeah. Yeah, so I brought, uh, up, in a, brought yep. up in a Christian household um, with awesome, awesome parents, very awesome parents, shout out Gary and Deb, uh, <laughs> mum and dad. Um, I, th- I think it's really important to honour your parents, absolutely. especially if they, you know, kept you on track with the faith. And Totally. Um, I mean, they, they do their best pretty much every time there's a, there's a decision that's made where maybe we fall away for a little bit, but it's those um, moments how we brought up a lot of the time. The Bible even talks about this, you know. Bring up your child in the ways of the Lord, and they will not sway far Absolutely. from it. Yeah, does say far from it though. So sometimes you sway away yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But then God corrects us a little bit. So yeah, yeah well, that very, makes very cool. so much sense. Like looking back at it now, like in my kind of years of darkness, it was going to be inevitable that I was going to come back. Like mm. just with the foundations that my my parents sowed into me, and I went to quite a lot of Christian kids camps. Um, I went to a lot, um, a lot of Christian kids camps like our rancho and Forest Lakes and spent a lot of time mm-hmm. there as a kid and as a leader, um, leading kids um, and going to Sunday school and youth group and stuff like that. So the foundations um, of Christianity in my life were rich as, the foundations of Jesus were rich as. Um, but yeah, as I started to get older, you know, the ages of like 16, I wanted to, you know, be curious and, mm. you know, I was like looking to be curious. So I wanted yeah, to find, enough. you know, what it is that has been kind of, uh, not hidden, but you know, not in my life, you know, mm. and I was like, oh, there's a whole other world out there. So I wanted to discover, I wanted to discover that world. Um, the, but the world of the world. The world of the world. And man, <laughs> did it spit, chew me up, spit me out, and throw me out way worse off. <laughs> it does, eh? It really does. So there's nothing, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sometimes you don't know what how good you've got it oh, when you've been walking with the Lord. Yep. You know, you've got faithful parents, faithful yep. church. Yep. And then until you, until you don't have it anymore, 
Yeah. One thing that I can't fathom is somebody who's never had that, never had yeah. a good church, yeah. ne- never had church in general, never had God in general, never had godly parents or yeah. godly upbringing. It astounds me how people can go through life without that love, without that incredible discipleship and grace that's poured out on us. But yeah, sorry, no, keep yeah. jumping in. Absolutely, no, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So I'm, I'm very grateful for the awesome foundations that you know heaps of people have um, you know sown into me. Um, but yeah, I started to get curious with um, you know alcohol and you know smoking and um, drugs and etc. And you know it was all about like deceit because I had such an awesome family. Like, why would I ever need to stray into this um, this unknown, ungodly world? Um, yep. But I did, so I, you know, tried keeping it as secret, and I was being deceitful as possible. You know, yep. sneaking out, or you know, sneaking stuff in my room, hiding things, lying about things to try and cover up um, my searching. I guess mm. my very poor <laughs> searching. Um, so yeah, I I was going to parties, and I was going to like drink, and then you know, smoke, you know, and do drugs, and then I'd go to like youth group the same night or. Um, you know, go to church the next day. Um, and it was just a very empty lifestyle. I did that for, you know, a couple of years, two, three years. Um, it's the whole sitting on a fence, isn't it? You know, when you're sitting on a fence and you've got yeah. God on one side and the devil on the other and you sort of got one foot on either side of the fence. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if you've oh, ever, yeah. I always imagine a white picket fence. Do you know how uncomfortable that would be to sit on that for that Pretty long? Pretty uncomfortable. Pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, I was on that for a few years. Yeah, and you, you, you do... I mean, I think almost spiritually, your 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 body naturally just goes. You got to choose. Yeah, you cannot yeah. be one foot yeah. in one, one foot in the other. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, leads it to you know, uh, the Lord put a verse on my heart, which was Revelation three sixteen, which is because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold. I'm about to spit you out of my mouth, and He gave that verse to me well in the back of a church, hung over while my Oh yeah, yeah. I won't mention it, but uh, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no, sorry, you got to be real. So you got yeah. hungover. Yeah, I was hungover, um, and not um, in a good place. Yeah, not in a good place. I wasn't in a good place, and the Lord gave it verse to me. You know, either be lukewarm. You know, I was still like, you know, going out to drink, going out to party, and then being convicted, and like trying to keep up like the faith. You know, trying to like read my Bible and trying to be good enough and trying to mm. do all these things. But I wanted to do both lives straight up. Um, you know, I wanted to do the wanted to do the life of sin and how horrible that was and um how damaging it is. Um and I wanted to keep up, you know, Jesus, but I just couldn't do both and that was the yep. thing that was destroying me. Mm. Um so yeah, that's that w- that's really interesting that you had a desire yeah. to do both. Well, yeah, well that, in sin I was still like, Oh, I want I this you know turmoil inside yes, of it was, yeah. it was hard, it was painful, it was very, very painful. Um just trying to trying to follow God, but it was never enough. Um, and you know, um, and then just trying to you know keep up the world of sin. So when you say you're trying to follow God, um, when I think of something like that, that turns into more of a works based mentality of trying to do yeah. something yeah. for God. Yeah, and, it was. and that's what the world teaches us: works based mentality. You're never good enough because yeah. you haven't done anything good enough. Yeah. I would. I prefer personally to translate that instead of. I wasn't trying to do things for. I wasn't struggling to do things for God. I was struggling to surrender things to God. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And that's actually. Yeah. Because we could never do enough. Yeah. Totally. To be, to be holy. Yeah. Or anything like that, because there is only one. Exactly. That is holy. Exactly. So yeah, it was like a a works based relationship, and that's it. Just wasn't. It just wasn't working out. Yep. Um, you know, because I was still, you know, holding on to sin yep. um, closely. Um, so, yeah, what happened next after that? So, you obviously, yeah, yeah, okay, got so, hit yeah, with that verse yeah, okay. in church, <laughs> hungover. Yeah, that was given to me uh, at some point in 2019. I'm actually not too sure what the time date. I think it would have been to the end of 2019. When you say it was given to you, was that something that the pastor said over the sermon nah. or someone physically came up and said, hey, this verse is for you? No, nah, God spoke to me. Oh, God so, spoke to you. Yeah. Well, uh, he highlights things. So I don't hear an audible voice. I haven't heard an audible voice yet. Um, but 
um, yeah, God kind of speaks to me through like thoughts, and He just highlights things, and He like like I'll have a thought, I'm like wow, that's a very intense thought, mm-hmm. and I'll just and it just goes on for days and days, and it kind of lines up with life, and I'm like, okay, this is a bit weird. So that verse is highlighted. It's a thought that stands out above yes, everything else. It's undeniable. Well, wow. I mean, it's a little bit hard to kind of. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts. I think a lot of people <laughs> have a lot of thoughts, so it's quite hard to like. Tell from if it's a Toby thought or if it's a God thought. Yeah, but the God thoughts last longer than a ten seconds. Yeah, you know, they last <laughs> ten, ten seconds. seconds. They last. They last like you know, a couple of weeks. Or Toby thoughts only last ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, you know, I want some cheesecake right now, and then it's like oh, cool, it'd be nice if actually tea. a pie would be good. Actually, yeah. a pie would be nice. I think I might have Toby thoughts as well. Yeah, I have. Mine yeah. only last about ten seconds. <laughs> Pies are good. Um, but yeah, so yeah, these thoughts, I, that's kind of the way God speaks to me is just through my thoughts. So like being transformed by, in the renewing of your mind is so important because, mm. you know, if the Lord speaks me through my mind, then far out, I need to clear out all the junk then. Come on. You know, so yeah. that's something I'm still like, this is the middle of the testimony. I mean, there's still testimonies that have come, but I'm only 20. Like, you know, mm. there's more to come. Um, so yeah, the, in the process of, you know, renewing of mind, it's a constant thing, um, of, you know, chucking out rubbish and you know declaring truth and rebuking lies um so yeah god spoke to me and highlighted that verse and verse was on my like on my life for you know a couple months and i was kind of like okay cool and then i started to give up things so i started to you know give up drugs and then you know smoking and then like alcohol um whatever yeah um whatever order that was in uh and so you had fallen into this circle of uh, these addictions, yeah. drugs, alcohol, yeah. whatever it was. Um, was that through um, people that you're hanging out with at school? Um, well, I was homeschooled. So oh, yes, yes. I forgot. Sorry, so my not, bad. Not at school. My sister influenced <laughs> yeah, me to yeah, do yeah, none of that. Was not my, fam- my family members. <laughs> no. <laughs> no um, yeah, I guess that was through friends I was hanging out with um, who kind of were the same boat, you know, um, you know Christians and... You know, struggling with the same thing um, of being brought up in a Christian household the whole life and then yep. you know, being curious. We were all, there was a group of us that were all kind of curious, mm. um, which is, you know, um, you know, the Lord's working on them and still is, and I still pray for them and I still, you know, try and keep in touch with them, um, you know, and encourage them. But, you know, the Lord was working on me first and my friends will be next, you know. Um, so, yeah, um, at that point, um, my liver was starting to kind of deteriorate and it wasn't functioning the way a liver should. So wow. whenever I used to get drunk, it used to the hangover used to last for a week. It wouldn't be maybe a weekend or something, or like a couple of days after. It'd be like a week, and I wow. and I wouldn't be able to do anything mentally. I was just drained. Couldn't I feel like I must have that. I've I've recently stopped drinking. Awesome. Um, just over the last few months, really, and yeah, just felt the Lord say stop. But awesome. I cannot lie. The last time I had, I think I had two beers. I had a hangover the next day from two beers, and I was thinking, man, this is not worth it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I wasn't. I hadn't even got to the happy place. Yeah, I was just. I just got the hangover. Yeah, it was crazy. So, I mean, I must have that that liver thing that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but I have never felt now more awake and yeah. more, um. Of sound mind, yeah. now that I have Hard out. gone, you know, I actually don't need this. And for anyone listening, you know, I'm not saying drinking is wrong, but I'm saying, yeah, for me, yeah, it affected me in a terrible way. Yeah. And sounds like it was a similar thing for you, Toby. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, so like it would look very weird times um, of I had I, of these hangover things. I used to get them quite frequently because mm. I used to you know drink a lot. Um, and yeah, I just I wouldn't be able to do anything. Like things would happen, and it just wouldn't make sense. Like ah, oh, just all these little things. I was just it seemed like I was out of my mind, or you know, away with the fairies on um you know drugs. That was what it was like. The experience was just horrible. 
Like I, I'm not I like even those weeks that I was in those. You mean um, horrible as in like uh, the feeling that it brought? Yeah. Did I, you actually? I was confused. Like I was in constant confusion, and I actually can't remember the details of those weeks. Most times, I actually can't even remember those weeks because that's how bad it is. So I'd, wow. I'd go drinking for the weekend, and I wouldn't remember the week, and it got worse. Like I'd go from week to two weeks, just two weeks of pretty much unconsciousness. Wow. Like just in bed, not able to do anything. Um, and it was a very, very scary time. But God in 2020 snapped me out of one and gave me the thought, go to Faith Bible College. And I was wow. like... Had you heard of Faith Bible College before? Yeah, my, my dad went uh, 23, oh, 36 years before me. Um, oh, did he? Yeah, so he came in 86 or something like that. So he would have known the man, the legend himself, Des. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Des Short. Yep, and he's he's still around. He's uh, he was mentoring me last year, and we spent a lot of time. And Des, he's an awesome man. He's such a cool father figure to me. Yeah. Um. So we spent a lot of time together last year. But yeah, so God, uh, God did that and started twenty twenty. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay, well, that's cool. And then it started to be in my thoughts. You know, I was still dabbling in sin. You know, I was still you know smoking and whatever. And I was still you know, um, trying to. This was. You had started Faith Bible College? I had it. No, I started Faith started Bible. Yet. Yeah, I started in twenty. But you had the command yeah, to go. Yeah, but I had it. the command to go. And then I was like, okay, cool. Um, And then lockdown happened. And I was like, ah, rats. I was planning to go in July of 2020. Mm. And I was like, okay, so that's just God telling me. He started the whole of COVID just so I wouldn't go in 2020 July. But uh, <laughs> nah, nah. That's what I was thinking at the time. I was like, okay, God did COVID so I didn't go in July 2020. Yeah, cool, yeah. sweet ass. It's not now then. It's yeah, in the future. Or, or the devil's doing this to keep me away from God. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the devil creates a whole pandi- worldwide pandemic just for me, for you. Uh, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, to I'd... be fair, I wouldn't take it away from him. <laughs> Imagine that. It did that whole thing just for me. Nah, jokes. It uh, didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so we all suffered for the last couple of years because of you, Toby. Yep, because Is that of what me. you're saying? Yep. yep. COVID's right. because of me. All yep, right. So cause... if anyone wants to sh- put the blame, yep. shout the blame somewhere. Toby Gray. COVID happened, so I started doing <laughs> Faith Bible College and... Uh, February of 2021. Uh, nah, yeah, so that kind of journey of, you know, God telling me, I was like, okay, cool. Uh, you know, I was still trying at that point. I was still a work-based faith. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. i got to try. And I started, you know, just working on it um, of, you know, getting free and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and was yeah, that difficult? That was, uh, that was difficult. Um, it was very difficult. Um, still trying to catch up with friends and be like, oh, you know, just one drink and it's, you know, it's more than just True. one drink. So that never worked out. So the difficulty was trying to sit on the fence again, more or less. Yep. yep. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to Faith Bible College yep. and I'm going to go see my my, yep. my drunk mates and I'm yep. going to just do both at yep. the same time. Yeah. So, yeah, then that happens and then... After lockdown, I was like, mate, I just need to get the heck out of here. It was just like, man, I know God's called me in Faith Bible College. And I want to take this seriously, but, mate, this is so difficult. You know, like um, I uh, was dealing with, like, uh, like suicide and depression as well. And I had been, like, I was a bit of a... Bit of a um, so your suicide and depressional thoughts... Yeah. Had that been developed from, do you think, anyway, from... Going and doing the drugs and the alcohol and no, you don't think so? No, it okay. stemmed from about a nine-year-old. So when I was nine that's years old, that's very young. That's very young. From an age of nine, I said to my father that I wanted to die. Wow! And I was so what normal, healthy. There was no well, event. No, nothing. That, no trauma event as a child. Um, what normal, healthy nine-year-old would say that? You know. Um, and that is just the influence of the devil. So it's kind of like a bit of an encouragement to me that I know the devil wants to take me out, but it won't happen. Mm. I won't allow that. So yeah, from an early age, you know, things were introduced um, by not by anybody. It just kind of just came in, you know, with wanting you know dark thoughts about myself. That I struggled with till last year coming to faith. Um, so that's I just thought I'd mention that. Um, but yeah, so I've been struggling with that quite seriously most nights. Just horrid thoughts, not being able to sleep, you know, wanting to, you know, take my life, um, which was hard because I never felt like anybody was there for me. I had a loving family, but I just, I felt like no one was there for me. You know, I'd try to talk to mates and then I'd be made fun of. Like I'd go and share 
what I'm going through at a camp and then it'd be made fun of. Like people would make fun of me because of it. And the you know I was just like, man, like I just was at a dark place where it was just me and the world. So I went off on the path of drugs and alcohol and staying over other people's places, you know, like mates' places and getting away from um everything. Like I just wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to be independent. So I started to kind of leave all the stuff and do my own thing. Um well Is there so- anything that could have changed that would have stopped you from getting depressed and stopped you being suicidal? Do God. You, God? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, was, I, I hear a lack of discipleship there. Yeah. Of not well, having a godly person well, to I had some awesome people. Awesome, awesome, awesome people. Youth pastors oh, name names. Matt Swang, Daniel Scott, Come my on. father. Um and there's others as well. There's others, there's others sure. family members, etc. Yeah. Others as well. Awesome, awesome people who gave 110 percent for me, but I was never willing to, to receive go it. full. I was never. Okay. You know, I'd open up enough, but I was always scared that it was going to be made fun of or told to my parents or whatever, mm. whatever. But um, yeah, it was always that discipleship was always there, um, but I never accepted it. So it was the receiving of the discipleship. Yeah. So I don't know if that I, I, you could call it a, a lack of discipleship or. If that's on them or if it's on me, I don't actually know because, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they gave an awesome effort to try and disciple me. I just that, didn't um, that saying, you can lead a horse to water, yes. but you can't force oh, them to drink. Yes, mate. Yeah, you that know? is an awesome. Yeah, my, yeah, that's, so, yeah. So they're going, hey, man, I'm here for you. Yeah. If you need anything, I'm here. You know, I'm, yes. I'm discipling you. Yeah. And you're just going, cool, thanks, yeah. whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. And sometimes I would tell people and people would just kind of brush it off. Or like some of my closest friends would know about all the stuff that I go through and be like super concerned and then like tell people and then people would do nothing about it. And now looking back, I'm like, why the heck did you do nothing about it? Mm. Um, so it's a miracle that I'm alive and that's just I think yeah, it's a it's up. a topic, eh, that is one that's I don't know – what to say yeah. to make this better, especially if it's a, a mental illness. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm not disregarding or belittling mental illness. It's yeah. it's it's gone rampant throughout the whole planet, especially yeah. since COVID. Um and it, it is one that, you know, it's a tricky one to navigate because totally that person's greatest uh enemy as themselves. Yes, yes. And it's just going, like, what do you say? Like, when you tell, if, if you've got somebody who's got a gun to somebody else's head, yeah, you say, don't pull the trigger. Don't do that. And and that's normal. Yeah. But what if the person's got a gun to their own head and yeah. it's like, just stop it. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's sort of where yeah. the reaction comes. And, and it needs to be done with, like, a lot of sensitivity and totally. going, like, you yeah. know, let me just pray with you. That's a, I find, for me anyway, when I'm feeling low, if somebody just goes, "Hey, can I pray with you?" Mm. That's huge, yeah. absolutely huge, totally. Because um, you're not only inviting them to partner with you and encouraging you, you're partner, you're inviting God, yes, to yes. do it with them, and yep. that's that missing ingredient that I think, for me anyway, pulls me out, and I think would be the same for most people, allows them to be pulled out properly, yeah, yeah, without their own strength, yeah, true. So I guess it was yeah I don't yeah I mean you would you uh, I would give I say this because I respect the people who were discipling me but you'd think if it was like real good discipleship that it would pull you out of that state of not wanting to accept but I don't know I think the God devil knew. God the, knew. the devil can um, be whispering some pretty dark things yeah yes. he's a, a wonderful man that's been on this podcast his name's uh, Remy. Remy Good Fortune. So he's been on the podcast twice. From Queenstown. Yeah. Hey, you know Remy? Yeah. Yeah, so oh, he um, had a Remy. pretty amazing experience. And, and I, I've brought this up a couple of times on yes. the podcast. I've, yes. Where he gets del- deliverance. Yeah. And he used to always think of these lustful thoughts towards women yep. and, and, and yep. drugs and different things. Yeah, I've walked alongside him, so... Yeah, story. but yeah. the biggest Keep thing that he going. says is after that deliverance, he said for the first time those thoughts, you know how you're saying yes. you have these thoughts from God? Yeah. There's also these thoughts from the devil. And he said yeah. for the first time these thoughts that I had about suicide, about yeah. a woman, about yeah. all of these dark things, for the first time my mind was silent. Praise the Lord. It's awesome. And 
he didn't realize that that was the demonic activity actually oppressing his mind. So I think, you know, yeah. your friends, your family, your people that discipling you, Toby, really did try. Yeah, or absolutely. they would have been trying, but awesome. there would have been this other thought that you might not have realized wasn't yours. Yeah. Yeah. Going, yep. you are not good enough. Yes. You should take your life. Yeah. Just abandon this faith. God yeah. does not love you. Yeah. Those sort of thoughts were these yeah. not, and but you would think that they're yours. Yeah. But they're not. Yeah. They're the uh, devil's. And that when you, when you realize, because the Bible talks about it, we don't wrestle, we don't fight against yeah. flesh and blood, yeah. Yeah. but principalities and, you know, kingdoms of darkness that yep. that's what we're fighting against um so yeah it's 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 been awakened to that yeah knowledge and not being deceived by thinking oh it's just me yeah this weight is just because of me yeah sorry no you're right that's no, good that's good praise <laughs> the lord yeah I'll, I'll get to that point where i just get set free because there's a good part to the story awesome um but yeah so after lockdown etc i um i take off my car i go hop in my little hatchback and i go uh travel to south island and i was hoping just to get away and just like indulge back into alcohol and drugs without anybody watching just stay in my car get drunk do drugs smoke etc and do it so no one could see me. I was just like, mate, I've been in lockdown with my family all the flipping time. I need to get away. Like, I can't do it when they're all there all the time. So I was like, okay, let's get away. And, like, each week the Lord just was like, nah, nah, sorry, cousin. And just, like, kept on encouraging me. Like, the week before I left, I can't remember what the sermon was about. I wish I remembered what it was about. But I remember that week before I left at church was, like, really convicting and a great starts to before I left and each week was encouraging and each each week was encouraging and encouraging and encouraging and it was great and then I got back from the holiday like that trip was uh from turned from what I wanted a evil plan to a, you know a god plan which is amazing um and yeah I got back from there and pretty much straight away since I got off the ferry back to Wellington I just went straight back into um intermediate intermediate ministry and I was like oh you know this is cool but like I want more now you know like intermediate ministry is great but I want more and that was I think I got back about September September October um yeah October November and yeah I just started that journey of you know giving it up and I gave up smoking and drinking had been off the table for a little bit because of my liver and I was like great well I'm not going to go back to that and drugs are off the table I haven't done those in a while I was like great cool let's do it then and I was like well God told me at the start of the year hey Faith Bible College so why haven't I done that yet so then I thought about it I was like great let's start the process of going to Faith Bible College so I called in you know I said hey can I come to Bible College and they sent me to stuff and then I was like oh well I'm not gonna be able to pay for it because I have no money to my name and then I was able to get um the first year free so that paid for the studies and then I wasn't sure if I was going to get the student allowance you know homeschooled and all and all this stuff I was like mate this is gonna be a bit of a hard one um just because it's you know different um and yeah I got the student allowance that was enough it was like I don't know 300 a week and it was like my cost was like 215 so I had like 75 85 bucks a week that I could you know do what I want. I was like, great, I can live off 85 bucks a week, sure. And it happened. So, yeah, I got baptized in uh, February 21, and the week after, came up to Bible college, and the process began of just decluttering, you know, of, you know, working on Toby. And man, it was like the first four months, it was like each month. I kind of like, I'd given up those things. Um, but I kind of started picking back up. Like, you know, I kind of, it's easier to give them up than it is to stay off them. So I gave these things up repeatedly, um, but it's like, it's harder to restrain from hopping back into smoking. Hmm. Um, But yeah, so each month was a different thing. It was like, you know, the month I just got set free from smoking and that was here at Faith Bible College, truly. Um, And then... Um, targeted like suicide and depression, and that was crazy because, like, it was just such a dark month, man. Um, it was, yeah, being here was dark. Everything was coming to the surface, you know. Like darkness can't. Um, what's the what's the verse that goes like, you know, the darkness can't shine because there's light, or whatever. You know, like that kind of like analogy, you know, like. God came into my darkness and the darkness is no longer dark. So it was mm. all coming to the surface. Yeah. And yeah, so each month was targeting different things, you know, addiction, music, um, you know, depression, mental health. And like, 
I was just thinking these awful, awful thoughts, and it just magnified. It got way worse. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I was like, and then one night I was just like, I remember lying in my bed. I was just like, like swearing and just like being like, oh, Toby, you're such a letdown. You're so horrible. Whatever, whatever. All these nasty things. I was like, so angry. And then I was just like, hold the flip up. What am I doing? And I was just like, nah, nah, nah. This is this ends now. So I was like mid, like very angry. Um, I just got on my knees and I just started praying and opened the word, read the word, and I was like, nah, I rebuke this in the name of Jesus. And then I, you know, I had this like angry kind of demonic things speaking through me. These like curses, you know, of like you know you're not worth it, you're not good enough, you aren't, you know, you just take your life, mm. go kill yourself, et cetera, et cetera. And I, like, I was verbally saying these things. I was like, nah, rebuking it and then whatever. And, like, God, the ne- next day I woke up and it was like, whoa. Like, there was just peace. Oh, when I, in that room. Uh, so you had a similar experience to Remy. Yeah, just flip peace, man. It was wow. just, like, so, it was it was peaceful. <laughs> it was wow. it was good. And I was like, I, and that week kind of went on. I was like, far out. I'm like really feeling good about myself. So where were you doing all this prayer? In my room. Just you D-block. by yourself? Yeah, D8 is my room. You can, we're, you know, we're okay. 100 meters away from it right now. You know, yeah. less than that. That's where it all happened. That was my war room. Um, and I just went to war, you know, like I'd, I'd get just, I'd just get like in my undies and sing like, and just go like, you know, Lord, you see me, you know, like find anything good in me, you know, like work on me, strip these things away. And I was rebuking things and addiction mm. and mental health and God just set me free. And then I was like, man, like weeks went on. I was like, man, I actually have so much free time now because I'm not hating myself all the time. I was like, it's actually great. I actually gained hours in the day. Like legit. I was like, man, life is actually like, it's, it's longer now. I felt like life was just flying by and I had no time for anything. And I was just like, it's because I've been hating myself. It's because I've been staying up till four in the morning. Takes a lot of energy to Takes hate yourself. a lot of energy. Wake, you know, going to bed at four in the morning, mm. waking up, you know, whenever I have to, I'd have to, I'd wake up like five minutes before class started, you know, even, even earlier and just jump straight into class because I was just so shattered from the night before. I'd just battle with my mind. And it was evil, man, like for years and years and years, about 10 years with, you know, from nine to 19, just struggle with it. Like each night, each night, same again, same over. Some nights would be worse. Some nights would be okay-ish. But most nights, pretty much all the nights were just dark mm. and the days were dark and I just wanted to just, not to be around, and then the Lord set me free from it, and it was just like I, seriously, I it was felt like I had so much time in the day. I wasn't hating myself. I could do so much more now, and I just was set free. Like I don't, I wasn't didn't have this like ego of like, yeah, I'm the man, I'm cool. But I was like, you know, I actually am cool. Yeah, I don't, didn't have an ego about it. I was like, yeah, I actually, I actually am cool, and I actually, you know, God has set me apart, and I actually am free, and I am these awesome things. I'm not stupid. I'm not skinny. Well, I'm skinny, but you know, that, like, in a negative <laughs> way. You know, I'm blonde. Yeah. You know, people used to walk down this. I used to walk down the street, and people used to call out like, um, I won't say the words because they're probably not appropriate, but cuss words about you know, like, um, like, um, sexuality kind of like, yeah, uh, derogatory words. Mm. And I was just like, oh, well, you know, that's dumb. Like, I walk around the town, and people just call it out. I'm like, what the flip? Like, I wouldn't even see these people some of the time. I just hear it called out. I'm like, well, I know that's directed towards me because there's nobody else around. Mm. Um, but, yeah, like, I didn't have to believe. I didn't believe them anymore. Like, I didn't, yeah. it, it, whatever. I was just so like. those things didn't apply, eh? No, nah, they don't apply. Like, yeah. whatever. You know, I am I'm skinny and I am blonde, but mm. whatever. You know, those were things that were getting me down. You're also a son of God. Yeah. And how God made you, exactly. he's, he's the perfect yep. um, maker, you know, he's the one that created you and you're his masterpiece is what yeah. the Bible tells us. So when you start realizing, okay, well, I need to stop seeing myself how I see myself. I need to see myself how God sees me, which is the truth. Yeah. That's yeah. the only thing that matters, how God sees me. Yeah. And just use the, use the Bible and, 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 Show yourself, like, uh, what does the Bible say? You know, um, when you look into the Word and you, and if you forget it, it's like somebody looking into the mirror, and then when they turn away, they instantly forget what they looked like. Yeah, yeah. So it's not realizing what, who you are in the Word is applying to yourself. It's applicable. Yeah. Do you, um, Toby? Here's a good question for you. 
what are the challenges now that you do follow Christ? What are the challenges that you have now following Christ? Oh, man. Because God's always transforming renewing our minds. Yeah, I'm definitely in another kind of season um, at the moment. And it's very, like, difficult. And I'm not, like, I'm not, I'm definitely on a journey. There's, like, this is only just, like, maybe... 10% 10% of the testimony in full. Um, yep. And you'll find the rest out. The, the rest of the testimony will be released in 80 years. <laughs> no. I'll <laughs> yeah, come revisit you in 80 years and then yeah, I'll yeah. share the 100% testimony. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, so struggles at the moment. Uh, oh, man, yeah. Uh, the, devil, uh, the devil always likes to pick off scabs. So these things do, I find, like, you know, Whoever the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen. And I am set free in the, indeed. But the devil definitely likes to try and pick the scabs off of, you know, like addiction and of mental health. And it's just the fact of, you know, being transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's just, nah, sorry, devil. And just walk, moving on. Don't even give it attention. You don't have to, have to dwell on it for a day. You don't have to take a mental mm. health day off and go watch Netflix and eat chocolate or, go, you know. You just say, nah, nah, sorry, devil. Mm. Never mind. You know, you get these thoughts like, nah, never mind. Yeah. Don't worry about that. You know, I'm walking. So you give, with, I'm walking with the Lord. You give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. Exactly. So I don't even give him an inch. I don't even give him anything. It doesn't wreck my day. I get the thought. I'm like, well, cool. Never mind. You know, I'm walking with the Lord. Um, that isn't like mental health. I've like seriously, like straight up been set three free, and there may have been five five thoughts in the last year, straight up. Other than and and I've just dealt with them straight away. That's amazing. You know? Like honestly, I that find is, it. Free. That's so cool. I love how um, you said you dealt with your thoughts. Yeah. And the Bible says to take your thoughts captive. Yeah. And um, to be renewed by the transformation, be yeah. transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. And everything starts with that thought. And um, there's a there's a great uh, quote that I've heard, and I can't remember where it's from, but it's it's roughly along these lines of. Um, your thought becomes uh, your words, your words become your actions, your actions become your character, yep. your character yep. becomes your destiny. Yep. So how do you find, How do you make your destiny, how do you choose that? You reverse engineer your destiny yep. and make sure you take captive your thoughts. Yep, totally. And as long as you've got your thoughts right, yep. your destiny will be right. Yep. As long as you've got your thoughts holy, your destiny will be holy. You know, so if you ca- take that seriously and... I guess almost crush it at the root. Yeah. How do you how do you kill a tree? You don't pick off the leaves, you attack the root. Yeah. And I'm not and I'm saying the tree of like I guess the knowledge of good and evil if yeah, we want to yeah. go real biblical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the that the that roots that have taken so deep in our lives on the falseness of what the world tells us we are. Yeah. You want to take in the truth of what Jesus says we are. Yeah, totally. Is there anyone in particular that you would want to honor in your journey that brought you to faith? Um, yeah, well, there's like last year when I turned 19, I was like, man, I'm really getting on in life now. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, I'm getting old now. This is weird. I'm not like, you know, anyway, now I'm 20. Um, but yeah, I was like, I had a real, like when I turned 19, I had like a real reflection. I was like, oh my gosh. That's when I realized that like, my foundation was rich as, and I was like, oh, I was in the world, but it was inevitable that I was going to turn back to God. Like I said earlier, like I was, and when I turned nineteen, I realized that. So I went through, and I just kind of like gave old children's pastors a call and I pastors, and I just said, you know, hey, thank you for you know what you did. So yeah, like Matt Swank, he was my youth pastor from thirteen to sixteen. Um, he had an awesome impact on me. Um, it's important to let them know, eh? Yeah. Like even if he yeah. hasn't heard, but he might be hearing right now. Yeah. To He might, I mean, I've said this a couple of times, you know, you just don't know who's had that big impact yeah. on you in your life. Yeah. It's important to tell them that yeah. they've had a huge impact. You know, you're out here being a Christian, living Christ-like, saving souls. Yeah. Because this person, yeah. 10 years ago, yeah. took me under his wing. Yeah. And disciple me the right way. Yeah. So like Matt, Matt Swank, he's massive. Daniel Scott. Um, Daniel Scott uh, was my youth pastor from, I guess, um, like 16, 17, 18. And um, yeah, he was awesome. He just kind of walked alongside me. Like he invested a lot into the older youth, um, which was cool. 
Um, really awesome. We spent a lot of time together, and that was amazing. Um, yeah, my parents, mum and dad, uh, Deb and Gary, uh, they're awesome. My sister, she's awesome. She, yeah, she's such an influence on me as well, you know. Awesome. She'd go around, like, speaking to, like, 300 kids at these kids' camp. Really? Like, yeah, wow. yeah. Like, 14, she'd be, like, speaking to a crowd of 300. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. That's like, I was cool. in sin, and she'd be, like, going off speaking at camp. I was like, man, that's convicting as. You know, the younger sister's doing better than I am. So I was just like, <laughs> I, had to, I had to kick it up a level. I had to show her what's up. It's good. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so... Uh, there's, uh, there's more people like um, Rachel Parkinson. I, I, I last year I, I, I messaged her. I hadn't had contact. We like she was my um, Sunday school teacher for a little while. Raywin Hewitt. She was a Sunday school teacher for a while. Um, there's others as well. But there were two that were just like awesome mothers mm. that were just been awesome. Taught me like you know, cool like songs. Um, like Jesus God heaps of lambs, and I did that like Sunday school, and I just love that song. It's so cool. Anyways, and anyway, just <laughs> random stuff like that, just really cool influences. So I hit them all up and said, you know, hey, thank you, because um, there has been a lot of people that have like really sown into me and seen you know potential. Mm. Awesome. And a lot of people see that. I'm like, well, you know, I'm, a lot of people say that and like see it about me, but I just haven't quite seen it about myself yet. Like I'm like, mm. I, I'm still like, what, what's next, God? You know. So like at the moment, I'm taking a step back from uh, Tauranga. I'm going to move back to the South Island, spend a time with a bit of like family and just kind of like gather my chickens, I guess. Um, and just take a second to... <laughs> you got to gather your chickens? Gather my hens? Is, what's the saying? I don't know. <laughs> okay, there's a saying. You got to gather your chickens, get the... I don't know. Well, there's a saying. There's a oh, saying. I'm just making sure it's a saying. It's, it's a saying. It's you're a not saying. actually going down there to gather chickens. Oh, no. Well, maybe. They've got chickens down there. I'll do a bit of, you know, feeding the scraps, picking up some eggs, you know. Maybe. I just wanted to double check. Clipping some wings. No, nah, I don't know. No, it's a saying. It's a saying. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of gather my thoughts, you know. Yeah. Um, and then potentially revisit Taranga, or I'm not too sure. I'm going to let the, I'm like, I'm just wanting to let the Lord lead. Where's next? You know, we've got That's work the right to way be, to do it. Yeah. We've got work that needs to be done. The gospel needs to be shared. Our youth are hurting. Our men are hurting. Our women are hurting. Our kids are hurting. Everybody's hurting. So we need to get to work. There needs to be a bit of mahi done, mm. you know. Um, so if it's children, like I have a real like bent towards children. I love children. I've worked like, you know, two thousand uh, two thousand five hundred hours plus in like volunteer work for kids camps and stuff like that. Awesome. So I've done a lot of work with children and I flip and love them. Um and same with youth, you know, youth are more close to my age, so sometimes it's a bit of like a hard one because they're like, oh you're only like three, four or five years older than me. So it's like, mm. you know, uh, you gotta Yeah, so that's another thing, like youth, do I work with youth or adults, you know, like um I, the Lord gave me a word last year that he's gonna use me as a father to the fathers. And I'm like, Whoa, that's cool, I'm like twenty. I'm like nineteen, you're gonna use me to father like a forty year old, which happened. And it was cool. And like God just used me and my words to encourage this father. And I was like, Well praise praise the that's Lord. That's really that, cool too. Praise the Lord that He'll use me. So I don't know what it looks like if it's children, if it's youth, if it's mm. men. Those three groups stick out to me. It's a bit hard for me to work with women because I'm not really a woman myself. Mm. Uh, so men, <laughs> men, children, and youth. And yeah, not That's sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm just so I'll just be stepping back, seeking the Lord. Um, Africa has been put on uh, my heart as well. Not sure if it's now, Um but I, that doesn't bother me because I know the timing will come one day. Five Very years, cool. ten years, whatever. Awesome. Um, so you did mention before we started this episode of an amazing couple um, with four kids and they're, they're sailing to different islands and they're working with different missionaries. Yep. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about that um, if you want to just – Share a little bit about what, because um, you've you've been on this boat as well, yes, yeah, and um, you've seen firsthand what these guys have been doing, and I know it's not your testimony, yeah, but I think we should honour them. We should definitely share what they're doing, and if anybody wants to know more about this, we'll have descriptions and the yeah. link below. Yeah. So, do you want to share a little bit about yeah, these guys? Totally. Um. So, yeah, I was on the boat with them like a month ago, and we were discussing you guys and how you're going around New Zealand and sharing people's testimonies and missions and stuff like that. Um. And we were just like, wow, that lines up quite well with what LP and Midi under du- Duplicy is doing. So, what they're doing is they've just sold their house, sold everything in New Zealand to go buy a 52 foot catamaran. I think it's 52 feet. Um. Yeah, big boat. Well, 
a good sized boat for sailing the waters. I mean, they got four kids. <laughs> they got so four kids. Need a bit of room. You need so, a bit of room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got yeah. It's a really cool boat. Um, old school as. Um, so yeah, they just sold up everything to buy a boat. And like last year, when LP mentioned it to his wife, he's like, "Oh, you know, I feel like maybe we should hop on a boat and do missions." And his, his wife's like, "Oh, well, you can do that with your next wife because I'm not going." And I was, she was like, <laughs> you know, against it. And then um, yeah, it kind of went on. And then she joined like like sailing for women group on Facebook or something like that. And like that's when the Lord started to work on her and like changing her heart to maybe the idea of potentially doing it, which they're doing it now. So. Um, you know, God was working on them both. Um, and she started to be interested and they're like, okay, well maybe we should take this more seriously. Obviously there's bits in between. Like I say to people, like if you spend a day with LP and his family, like if you're a non-Christian, you'll be a Christian at the end of the day because God moves massive. Um, and he has in this relationship, um, in, in their family, which is amazing. Um, so yeah, they started to look for a boat and they were like, you know, having a bit of trouble, you know, they're trying to sell their house and, the timing of their house selling was just perfect. So tell me a little bit about the, what their mission statement yeah, oh, is. So, yeah. Yeah. so uh, I don't, if I have a mission statement, I don't know what it is. Um, so they, they, what, what's uh, their goal? Their goal is to, you know, oh, I guess the mission statement is Matthew 28, tw- uh, 18 to 20, which is, I'll read it out because this is where their name comes from. Um, so 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth, on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely, this is where their name comes from, I am with you always to the very end of the age. So their ministry is called With You Always Ministries, and they're going to the islands and baptizing people and, you know, in the whole, yeah, baptizing people, and they are, you know, going and interviewing missionaries just like what you guys are doing, and the village and the churches over there and sharing their story and what they go through on a daily basis. So we, they'll film it and they'll send it back over to me so I can edit it. That's kind of my role at the moment. I'd like to join them down the track, but we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, maybe going to Africa with them. Um, so yeah, they go to interview missionaries. We've done uh, one with a couple up here with Life Talk Ministries, um, who host an indigenous radio station. So they, you know, play, um, Indian worship music and, that's their ministry. So they host a radio station, full-on radio station in their, like one of their spare rooms. It's crazy, really cool stuff. And then we interviewed um, his parents who, you know, had an awesome impact on him and their ministry in Kaitaia were pastoring a church, um, you know, Cornerstone. Um, that's their church in Kaitaia. Um That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, we so just, where are they right now on right the planet? Now, uh, I don't know the island they're parked up at, but anyway, they're parked in an island near New Caledonia. Um, so they're parked there at the moment. I have only just read the updates this morning that they're hiding from a storm, but it looks like the storm has passed by. So yep. they're just going to go from that island straight to, I think, um, Vanuatu. Cool. Yep. So they're probably so New Caledonia, Vanuatu. That's north of New Zealand, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. straight north. Pretty much. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So just for anybody listening, that might be outside of New Zealand. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really awesome. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's awesome to see that God can use anything. You yeah. know, like he says to some people get testimonies heard. He says get testimonies written. Yeah. And get testimonies seen. Yeah. And we're, we're hearing a lot of that um, over the last couple of months is get testimonies this and that yeah. and share your testimony, yeah. how powerful your testimony is. And I think that's that's a huge movement today because today truth is such a subjective thing. Yeah. You know, but when you've got an experience behind you in Christianity of, yeah, I was dead, now I'm alive yeah. sort of thing. If I, I was sick, now I'm healed. Then that experience grounded in this truth of the yeah. hope that we have is so powerful. It's really cool that you're working alongside them. Yeah, it's such a blessing to work alongside them, eh? Yeah, awesome so people. huge shout-out to, what were their names again? Uh, LP and Miriana Duplessy. LP and Miriana Duplessy. Yep, correct. Awesome. Yep. And um, their four kids, yes. that's awesome. Yeah, three to 11 years old, so early <laughs> stages of life. They're crazy running all over the show, you know, catching fish, jumping in the water, you know, just having fun. Um, yep. Yeah, so that's a awesome thing they're doing. Um, their trust is fully in God. 
um, that he'll lead them, you know, for the timing of them going and things that have been appointed and the people they've met have just been like, oh my gosh, like meeting people on the street or whatever, just talking with people, how connections yep. are made, it's just like praise the Lord. That's so, so cool. That's why I reached out to you guys because I'd love to build that bridge. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we would love to connect with these guys. Yeah. So if you're listening right now, just reach out to us, you know, on our website or whatever. Yeah. We would love to meet you guys. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, just hear the, hear their story, you know, and get it recorded and yeah. and out to the nations. Um, so, I mean, it's important because these these are funny missionaries, eh? Missionaries that go out and they get other missionaries' stories. Yeah. So their story themselves sometimes isn't shared as much. Yeah, yeah. So we want to be able to make sure True. that their story is not only recorded but also shared because they do so much work for other people's ministries. Mm. It's good to yeah. have their own sort of recorded properly. Yeah. Um, like LP's like very, he's a handyman. He's got tools upon tools on his boat. Yeah. Um, so he's just going to go to the islands and do whatever work needs to be doing. He'll interview missionaries and if there's something that needs to be done, yeah, um, yeah he'll do it. And like one thing as well with um, testimony, I haven't, even, I haven't fact checked this, but hopefully you can confirm, but um Testimony in Hebrew, I'm pretty sure translate translates back to do it again. I think. Oh wow! I actually I want to fact check that. I'm pretty. Sure it's I learned it last year at Bible college, so I'm believing in faith that they're telling the truth. But anyways, this is cool. Yeah, anyways, and this cool. is the truth with testimony is when we share testimony, the same spirit that set us free when people hear it, it does it again for them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that's why sort of relive yeah. it through you. Yeah, yeah. God's like I, I I don't know what God's doing at the moment. He's a pretty crazy, awesome dude. Um, but if he's getting people to share testimonies, maybe he's wanting to do it again for a hang of a lot of people. Yeah, we've got a lot of lost people, Absolutely. and there's not a hang of a lot of Christians. It feels like so maybe he wants to use the very few and do it again for multitudes of people. Yeah. So I'm believing that that's going to happen. It'll be mass revival, and people will know Jesus on such a deep level. Yeah, yeah. I just thought I'd add that. I need to fact check that. Maybe people can listen to can fact check it as well. But that's what I heard. Yeah, at no, Faith Bible College. So you can, I mean, even if it's not true, you know, still it's think true, of your yeah. testimony like you know you're you're doing it again. You know, yeah, you're, you're not only seeing what you look like in the yeah. mirror, but you're going away and you're not forgetting that you're you're acting out the way that the word tells you you yeah. are. Um, so yeah, I love that. And we like tell testimony, so it can happen again. Like it has happened with us, so it can happen for others too. Yeah, that's yeah. why we share our testimony. Come on! All right. Well, thank you, Toby, for joining us on the Jesus Magnet podcast. You're an incredible man, and I wish you all the best, all the all the blessings to go with you on your journey. And um, hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Jesus Magnet Podcast. If you enjoyed this, make sure that you connect with us. Find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and if you want to support us, be a member of our coffee club, Jesus Magnet Coffee Club. See you next time on the Jesus Magnet.